Bradley Trainer was in an actual theater this weekend, actually seeing the actually huge movie that you've been anticipating on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And what'd you see? Uh, Downton Abbey. I mean, only because it's from over there in the United Kingdom. Dun, dun. I was going to hum the actual theme anyway. Oh, but it's so like orchestral. Was that the theme? Better. <laughs> but anyway, I saw Downton Abbey, a new era, the latest film installment from the beloved television franchise over on the PBS. Emphasis on the cheese because it's very cheesetacular, but so deliciously so, which is part of the reason why I think truly this movie is exactly what we need right now in a movie. And I'd like to talk more about that. But I do also just want to say, first of all, no spoilers. I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Thank you. Because I somehow avoided spoilers uh, before I watched this movie. Did you just like scroll very quickly through Twitter? I didn't, Anytime I just, you were on there. I just didn't come across anything that gave... And I'm so grateful to people for, you know, not... It was just nice to sit and watch this film. And again, when Jamie and I both left, that's my partner, left the theater on Saturday afternoon, because, of course, we went for the 4.30 showing, because, mm-hmm. my God, that's delightful. We could probably also talk about the movie experience in 2022. But anyway, we left the theater, you know, sun is still out, and we were both like, you know... That's just a really good movie. Mm. It's just, Downton Abbey is just a really good franchise. Like, I think a lot of people would just laugh it off or be like, why would you want to go? Like, I was really excited for this movie. Yeah. And I told some people and they were like, oh, great. Good for you. That's fun. But like, I think it's because it's just kind of a delightful sleeper, right? Like, if you didn't watch the TV series, I shouldn't even say it was a sleeper because I think it has like broad appeal. And, you know, anyway, the moral of the story is leaving the theater, we both remarked on how um, just perfect that movie was for the moment. And, um, you know, so I'm grateful for that because what, we need that right oh, now. Oh, it's so true. What was it about it that felt like it was right for this moment? Well, it's low stakes. Mm-hmm. It's drama. So it's like a soap opera, right? Like right. it's not... Um, it's not stressful because even when there's drama, there's always a resolution. And I will say that the first film and now this film, in addition to the series, there is there's always going to be drama, like things you don't expect. Right. Are gonna tw- there are going to be twists and turns that are going to make you go, what? I was not expecting that. But there is, especially for those of us who've watched from the beginning, and I actually watched the series twice because I watched it when we first watched it as a show, uh-huh. a show family. When it first aired, and then during the pandemic, my partner and I, he, he'd never which seen it. Which is still it, going on. Which is still going on. But I should <laughs> no, say I during know. during the like lockdown period of the pandemic where we weren't you know really going anywhere, uh-huh. we, we made the effort to... He'd never seen it. So I was like, great, I'll watch it again. I don't care. Yeah. And so we both watched it, and then it became a thing. And then the first film came out, and so we've just sort of kept up with that. Yeah. And... Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. I mean, the thing about it for me, uh, and I have not seen it. I got to be honest. I have not seen the first movie either. But what I get from everybody who sees the movies is that it is such a delightful continuation of the series, which tells me that they know who they are. 
mm-hmm. right? Because you don't all, it's not always seamless to go from a beloved TV series to some other iteration of that, no. whether it's a movie or whatever. I mean, think Sex in the City. They exactly. had an incredibly hard time, right? Exactly. Translating into movies. Yeah. Beyond the first one, I think. Yeah. And I just feel like that's, I feel like the reason that Downton Abbey works, well, is two things. Number one, it knows who it is. Mm-hmm. And number two, the format of the show, it was sort of slow and long and it had a slow burn to it. So they can stretch that out over. You're already endeared to all these characters. So you already feel like you're visiting family from a bygone era that doesn't matter to you because it already happened. And that's the other reason why I feel like this has got to be the right movie for right now is like, I don't, we're just dealing with some crap right now. Yeah. In the world. And to see people in beautiful clothing with accents in the past dealing with things that aren't a present threat to us. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And and I get that that's not going to be for everyone. Like everybody, it, it, I think there was just something about the connection to having watched it all the way through. And then for the, the people who made these films, you know, to say good job because you executed that continuation well. Because really, again, to your point of them knowing who they are, the, the movies aren't radically different from the show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you're just watching a two-hour episode. Right. And it gives you all the payoffs that you got in the normal trajectory of, you know, an episode or two of the original TV series. There's nothing grandiose other than, like, sure, they maybe like like, this one, and this is not a spoiler because this is in the trailer where, you know, there's... Uh, the Countess Dowager inherits a, a villa in the south of France. So there's a, you know, a trip to a luxury location at one point. So like, but other than that, there's nothing too far beyond the contours of the original series. Right. Which just, again, in this moment, if you had that experience watching the show, just feels kind of like a security blanket as you're sitting in the theater. It's not, it's a known quantity. Right. Which, right. Which, again, in a world of unknowns is not always such a bad thing. So grab your whoopee and go see Downton Abbey. Oh, and also, if you go to a theater where you are supposed to um, sit in your, like you pick a seat, mm-hmm. just make sure you sit in that seat. Mm. I feel like there's more to that story. There, there is, but I'm I'm going to choose to just... Rise above. Yes. But be warned. <laughs> well, because here's what happened. There were people in our seat, which was totally fine, but yeah. then I was like... Jamie's like, well, let's just go sit over here. And I was like, but those could be somebody else's seats. So yes. then I had to go down and uh, check the thing and make sure we had the, it was fine. It was fine. Plus I got to eat them out of some popcorn. Oh, lucky. Ooh, with real butter. Eat it. Ooh, just eat it. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Weird Al will be joining us. Oh. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, only. Don't get Holly's <laughs> hopes up. If only. Actually, we're going to visit the Herp trial. That's the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. Bradley, the, I think this is so interesting. You have kind of done the, the, the homework on the multiple outcomes that could be. What's going to happen? And you are going to present them to us here. Uh, Bradley Trainer, our legal expert, after this on My Talk 1071. Well, uh, our legal expert on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Uh, we don't have a huge budget for a legal expert, so Bradley Trainer. No actually, to be fair. That's actually a fact. So Bradley Trainer has taken on that duty as our legal expert. It's a big duty on the show today and appropriate for I mean, the Depp versus Herd trial. 
Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. What's the result? Here are six possible outcomes. I did a report of the report, you guys. Thanks to a tabloid. A who plus. Laid, laid these things out. But um, here's the deal. So there are a number of ways this trial could come to a conclusion. And I have not... You know, like, I don't watch the testimony live, but I've sort of been paying attention, as you know, because I've brought you updates each and every day about what's going to happen. I was less concerned about those individual bits and pieces uh, for the week than I was, oh, how is this all going to play out? And now we kind of know. So if you are amenable, I will just read a couple of the ways or give you some ideas about how this could all play itself out. I think this will be helpful information for all of us to have, Bradley Trainer, Please share it with the room. One of the possible outcomes is, of course, Johnny Depp convinces the jury that he was defamed by Amber Heard, and they agree. And they say you should be paid for that. So he could win outright and be awarded the $50 million that he asked for. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of money. But that feels real cut and dry. Yeah. Part of the case, you know, centers around on how much um, he lost because of this. And you'll remember his agent said, um, Ralph Wiggum. Actually, did you know it's Jack Wiggum? Oh, I was like, is it really Ralph Wiggum? That'd be kind of awesome. I'm a lawyer. I'm lawyering. I'm helping. (laughs) No, that uh, Jack actually said on the stand, and I remember we talked about this, that he lost out on $22.5 million. Mm -hmm. By not doing Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, the latest film. So that alone, you know, so in terms of like what he deserves, if the jury were to find uh, that Amber Heard or that Johnny Depp was defamed, Mm -hmm. then you can understand where we get to 50 million. Okay. the next option is really then just the same thing, except maybe they don't give him as much money. So he wins, Mm -hmm. but the jury decides uh, that he doesn't deserve the you know, full $50 million that he's claiming he would. Can I have a question about that? And I don't know if you have an answer. I I will make one up. Okay. Sounds good to me. I mean, I guess the question I'm going to ask it very intelligently, can they just do that? I mean, they can just say like, yeah, you were defamed and I know you want 50 million, but eh, we're going to give you 22. I, I, I will say yes. And I don't know for sure the process in this particular trial, because I'm not familiar with Virginia law, but what I will tell you is, from my very astute understanding of uh, television episodes mm. involving issues just like this, typically there one of two things will happen. The jury will concurrently decide that he won on the merits of the defamation case and then make a judgment. Or there will be a separate hearing or trial mm. or uh, justice experience mm-hmm. Separate and apart from this trial that will then go on to determine what the damages should be. So okay. that's either going to happen at first or following. But okay. yes, the jury will have a role in deciding how much he... How much money he could get. be awarded. If he were to win the case, at least as far as I've read it. Anyway, okay, so that's two. Those are just two of the ways. That's like Johnny wins. Right. Okay. Well, now, if Johnny doesn't win, that means he loses, mm-hmm. which means that Amber Heard wins. Right. Meaning that if she is able to convince the jury that she was right in what she wrote in her op-ed, um, that she absolutely 100%, you know, proved her case. And by the way, she countersued and countersued for $100 million. And they might say, you got, you know, you, ding, ding, ding. you're going to Disney World. Exactly. So one of the options then is that Amber Heard wins and she collects $100 million. So, so far, Johnny Depp wins. 
50 million or less or less. Amber Heard wins $100 million or just like Johnny Depp could also win less, less on her countersuit. Now. That leaves what? No, nope, nobody option. wins. Nobody Everybody wins. loses. Yeah. So another Yay! scenario, of course, <laughs> when we look at the Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp trial, is that nobody uh, walks out ahead. Neither side is awarded any damages by the jury, and this would then, of course, leave the matter unresolved in the court of uh, well, the court in the court though, of courts. Technically, not unresolved in the actual court more unresolved in the court of public opinion. True. Right? Yeah. Um, because that's not going to satisfy either Johnny Depp or Amber Heard or their legions of trolley fans mm-hmm. on the internet. Now, the la- there's one more option. Could they call a mistrial? Is that... Oh, interesting. Uh, sure. But I was... Uh, the, the last one that I have on my list is an out-of-court settlement. So, oh! I mean, I guess yeah. a mistrial is always possible. Sure. The jury's like, I, we just can't decide. Yeah. But um, because it's a, a civil case and not a criminal case, nobody's facing any prison time or anything. Right. And that way, or because of that, you know, the two parties could come together and make some sort of settlement before this goes to the jury. So that's the thing that I've found fascinating this whole time is that... I think we were all on bated breath thinking that they would settle before this actually went to court. Yeah. And then they got to court and we thought, okay, like, is this actually going to go all the way? Yeah. Well, it's pretty clear when you, when you understand the multiple dynamics that are happening as you're watching this unfold, that there's no way that Johnny Depp was ever going to settle yep. at least without being heard in court. Yep. Right. Because what he's trying to do is rehab his image. Meanwhile, there's also no question that Amber Heard was never going to settle if he wasn't going to settle because she wants to also bring justice to the conversation. Well, and she wants to bring justice if we're assuming the best. Exactly. But in the worst case or the more cynical version of that, she also is trying to protect or embellish her image exactly in Hollywood. But I had not considered the notion that they could still settle before the jury. I mean, they could yeah. get their entire story heard yeah. and still choose to settle. Yeah, if they get to the end of the trial, I imagine, and go, "Ooh, things don't look good for us." Let's see if they're still interested in settling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that seems kind of slim. Yeah. At least that would be kind of frustrating for all of us who have invested time and effort into listening to these people go after each other for the last month. You know, because I saw a legal analyst. I mean, you're great. And oh, I, I just want thanks. you to now know you're going to take away everything I just said by <laughs> no. quoting some actual expert. No, I'm not actually. I'm actually going to enhance oh, what good. you just said, okay. because Ooh. I saw a legal expert very early on in this talk about how. It really doesn't actually matter in the court of public opinion what the actual uh, result of the trial is for Johnny Depp, because all all they're trying to do is plant the seed so that it grows into a memory in everybody's head that he that she defamed him. Yeah. So all signs point to that, regardless of what the outcome is. And there's a there's a term for that. And I don't remember the term, but it's that thing where if you tell a lie, and this is presumes that it's a lie, but I'm assuming that even if for something you believe is true, the same sort of holds true, which is that just like in refuting something that somebody has said, Mm -hmm. you have to say the thing that the person has said, right, which thereby 
continues to perpetuate this idea mm-hmm. that that was a thing, meaning that he was defamed. Right. Right. So that's what they're trying to do to us here sense, out here in the, in the public. Bradley Trainer, thank you for your crack. You're welcome. Experting. I got to get back to my law class. Okay. So teaching later. Oh, great. So. Okay. Well, get back to that. When we okay. come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bay. after this. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. We tell you about them every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. We have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is Z-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, good, because I want to tell you about something called GeoNews. I think you've actually used these people before. Used them. Uh, but I, for <laughs> I your D-bag. Them. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You claimed them as your D-bag in the past, and I would like to do the same for this story. Tom Cruise's appearance on Can Red Carpet Sparks Show. I'm going to start over. Tom, it's a lot of vowels. Tom Cruise's appearance on the can red carpet sparks shoe insole rumors. Jeez. Uh. Um, oh, did it really, though, Geo News? Also, because I'm concerned that, more about the rumors of him in the Church of Scientology than I am about the loafers he's wearing. Well, and that rumor has been in existence since the dawn of yeah, Tom Cruise. This is like dusty. And it's very 1997. Hollywood star Tom Cruise made his red carpet debut at the Cannes Film Festival for the first time in three decades. Fans believed he wore shoes with insoles placed inside to gain extra height. Did they? Okay. Eagle-eyed fans were quick to notice the difference in his height when he walked the red carpet beside Duchess of Cambridge, Kate Middleton. Again, this is something we knew in about 1987. Oh, we've been talking about lifts in his shoes since forever. Yeah. Also, don't you remember? Mm, now I can't remember what it was, but that he literally stood on a box at some photo yeah. call or some presentation of some award or something that he was standing next to somebody who a woman who was taller, probably his ex-wife, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And he had to stand on a box. Also, Hollywood is make believe. What? So to think that an actor... Oh, hold on. Nothing is real and everyone smokes. That's, That's our true. motto. Like, to think that an actor would not be doing something to enhance their appearance yeah. is absurd. And we don't need to, like, you know, short shame or height shame mm-hmm. Tom Cruise any more than we need to face shame Nicole Kidman or uh, boob shame someone. I don't know. Whatever kind of shaming we do to women... I don't think, feel like we need to do it to Tom Cruise either. Also, it's just, like I said, it's so boring and dusty. And give me something else juicy about Tom Cruise that we can pick at. Ick. But also, don't worry. Euphemistically. Yeah. We will uh, We will pick at something. Right? Like uh, In about 10 minutes. His nefarious connections to the Church of Scientology. And where is Sheila Miscavige, Shelley? Her name is Shelley. But Sheila, where is she? Yeah. I mean... And she, does I don't she even, even know exist? Sheila. Don't know. Mm. Um, you are right, Bradley. Thank you yeah, for bringing that to the table. Mm-hmm. But thank you for acknowledging that. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Holly. Uh, okay, do you want to know who my D bag is? Yes, please. It's the Daily Mail. Oh, look, yeah. another tabloid. Yeah. For this headline and then the ensuing article that follows this trash carnival. 
there's something about Cody. What? How singer Cody Simpson has bagged some of the world's most famous women. I'm already offended. Well, you should be. As he gets embroiled in a love triangle with two Olympic swimmers. Why? Because he didn't bag you as a famous woman? Is that why you were yeah. offended? <laughs> no, I, there's something that's that just so gross about like the everything about it. Listen, I know misogyny. Get used to it. But the that it's that he begged them, right? Well, like, also, who it's bagged? It's 2022. We don't say bagged, right? Do we? Well, apparently, in the Daily Mail, did Austin Powers get a side hustle? Yeah, thank you, Holly. He writes. Actually, look at this. The byline. Well, ever since Austin Netflix Powers. was like, sorry, yeah. we overspent on that <laughs> Mike Meyer special. Oh. Anywho, uh, so then it goes on to tell you about all the famous women that Cody Simpson has bagged. Meaning, also, what does that mean? Well, I mean, I know what to... it means, but tell me what they think it means. Well, I, I think it just means the women he, they think it means the women he dated. Okay. Um, you know, because you could think of like bagged could be like he kidnapped them or something. But <laughs> I thought just sexually. <laughs> well, conquered. yeah. I mean, but, and how would they know? Or took care of their groceries. Yes, bagged for yeah, them. Yeah, they were at Cub. And he did the groceries. Wouldn't that be lovely if that was the actual article? Just Cody Simpson putting groceries would, in the bag I would applaud for them women. for their par- uh, for their sarcasm. Right. Yeah. Well, and I will say there was some of this I did not know. Apparently, Cody Simpson's first girlfriend, according to the Daily Mail, was Kylie Jenner. Um, they started dating shortly after he moved to L.A. to start his music career. He also dated Gigi Hadid. I mean, I really, I truly did not know all of this stuff. Um, of course, everybody knows that he dated uh, Miley Cyrus, etc. But now, apparently, because as you know, he is Olymp- Olympic bound. <laughs> he's Olympic, Olympic bound. Olympic yeah. bound. He's going to the Olympics for he's Australia. Apparently, trying to bag two ladies oh. who are also Olympic bound. Oh, oh I, you don't know their names. Bagging. He's just super baggy. He just gets around and, and bags. Um, I don't care. Also, I also don't just care. Use, I don't care. I mean, I don't care. No, you don't care, but at least like pick better language. Well, thank you. I mean, you could dated s- is like an op. That's a word we could use. Also, and it's pretty clear. If I could just also then argue the opposite side of this, which is like I said, you know, it it's kind of gross to to use the term "bagged" to talk about a guy just bagging women. It's it's equally kind of gross that the the thrust, no pun intended. Oh my god, you just said thrust. I did, but of the headline is how Cody Simpson went about this, as though you know we need to understand what it is that the mystery of Cody Simpson. Do they tell us that, how? No, it literally is just he's dated all these people, right? So I, I mean, I look at Cody Simpson and I think to myself, I'm sure he dates. Lots of people. He's a good-looking guy. He's a great poet. Okay, I don't know what you're doing right now, but you're sounding equally dusty. What? No, but remember, <laughs> don't you remember his poetry? Yes, unfortunately. I know. Courtesy of his time with Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger question that they should be asking is, like, are these all publicationships? Right. You know, anytime he dates another public-facing, or a person with a public-facing career, is it to enhance his own career? Because that's something we talk about all the time. Well, see, that's the article we would do. But the problem yeah. with the Daily Mail, they can't do that article. Because A, they're lazy, and B, there goes their entire, entire... Yeah, but I don't, 
I don't know. I think Format. you can be smart and not dumb. Really? Wait, say What's more about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's my new business model. Print smart things, not dumb things. I mean, honestly. Most days. I mean, I still want to be dumb occasionally. But. Well, good news. There's no shortage of dumb. I'm just saying, if you, if there are people who care about who he's dating and who's dating who and who's doing who and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but like, could you at least just talk about it in a way that doesn't make you look geriatric? And no offense to anyone who's actually geriatric, because it just sounds out of touch and dusty. Yeah. For a tabloid to be like, how are you bagged women? First of all, anybody under the age of 30 know what that means? No. Because no. I don't feel like kids talk like that. Uh, they don't. They don't. In fact, actually, if it's more than three words strung together, kids don't talk that way. Well, you would know. Also, I will say, uh, I did not realize that he dated Allie Lohan, too. I mean, he really did. Actually, you're right, Bradley. The more interesting article is, is everybody he dates just because they're who they are. Yeah. But but then also on the other side of that, here we are umpty foo years later, and I didn't even realize he was dating all these celebrities. Yeah. So did it work? No. I mean, we talked about his relationship with Miley Cyrus being used as a publicationship. They both got some mileage at a time when their careers needed it. Miley got mileage. Right. I mean, it's that would true. be a great autobiography title. That mileage. A, that's what she should name her next album. Yeah. Do a whole mileage. Like, mileage. Anyway, looks like we've got a brain trust going on here. <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, or something. Good luck to that. <laughs> Cody Simpson, though, bagging chicks and bagging chicks. Uh, you know he's and uh, and Cut apparently so of- good at it that he's embroiled in a threesome. Oh no, not a threesome. What? A love triangle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's entirely different, and now it just got dirty. But maybe he's doing that too. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. He's so good at bagging chicks. <laughs> in a threesome. Oh, gosh. Oh, All right, now I'm spreading rumors. Okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, let's go back to Tom Cruise because I read a report of a report that is going to make your eyes roll all the way out of your head. Good. I'll just set it up this way. Not Tom Cruise's plastic surgeon has an opinion on why Tom Cruise's face looks better now. Sit with that, untangle that mystery. Oh my my brain hurts. I'll bring you on that ride. Uh, We'll do a little D-bag double down when we come back after this on My Talk 107.1. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. And uh, hey, um, let's just call this a D-bag double down, shall we? Let's. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Doubled on today. Well, the Daily Mail again. Oh, and Tom Cruise. Is, it literally is a double down. It's actually like a triple down because your D bag was uh, a tabloid talking about Tom Cruise. Yeah. My D bag was the Daily Mail talking about somebody else. This is the Daily Mail talking oh about God. Tom Cruise. It's so Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Okay. And here's why. <sighs> The Daily Mail did the equivalent of talking to a body language expert about Tom Cruise's face. Oh, okay. So let's explore Tom Cruise's face. They talked to Don Atwell, registered aesthetic nurse at the therapy house in the UK. Okay. 
who is not the person who worked on Tom Cruise's She's face. She's just looking at pictures of Tom Cruise and going, well, it's probably this and a little bit of this. Exactly. Of but I'm going to take you on the journey. So okay, first of all, let's, let's start on a different journey. And this journey involves Tom Cruise's face, the history of Tom Cruise's face. Sure. Remember earlier in the year, I believe, or, or late last year, we saw a picture emerge of Tom Cruise having visited an Indian restaurant in the UK. Yep. He was posing with the owners. Yep. And I looked at that picture and I said, that ain't no yeah. Tom Yeah, it was Cruise. uncomfortable because Holly and I were both like, oh, oh sorry, but that's Tom Cruise. Yeah, and I really was. did and not. And you were like, that's not Tom Cruise. I really didn't think it was him. I thought it was some sort of cheap knockoff. Well, and to be fair, it didn't look peak Tom Cruise. It wasn't the Tom Cruise you were expecting to see. And so I understand why it was a little I bit of wanted uh, a my money back. jarring experience. It yeah. was a jarring experience. So I, I was I was confused. And I think I wasn't alone. I think a lot of people saw that Tom Cruise and thought, what ha- ha- happened? Yeah, which occasionally happens in Hollywood. Yeah. And we've had a couple other experiences with Tom Cruise that have been similar. Yeah. Where we've thought, hmm, that's interesting. Well, this um, this aesthetic nurse aesthetician mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Um, she's just being very brutally honest about oh, Tom Cruise's okay, appearance. What did she say? Uh, she's talking about a 2021 picture of Tom Cruise wherein he looks quote swollen and puffy. Yeah. No, it was very swollen. She said that could be, no, I'm going to just, I'm going to throw her words out and I just want you to react okay. in the way that you might react you to it. such words. Which could be due to excessive filler, post-procedure swelling, or weight gain. So, basically, you have no idea. So, she's an astrologist. It's like, it could be any of these things. Well, no, even an astrologer would tell you something, even if she knew or he knew it was not correct. That's true. Like, they would own something. This woman is like, all of the things, maybe. Right? Yeah, sounds like she's channeling her inner Noster dumbass. There There you you go, Remember Noster dumbass? Yeah. Okay, she goes on to say, and this is where she's like, I, you know what, I, I'm going to pull out some big medically words so that these people know I mean business. Often surgical procedures such as the platysmoplasty or neck lift. Platysmoplasty? Okay. But I'm, that's a sure. thing, apparently. Combined with a mid-facelift could create this type of swelling in these areas. Okay, great. Okay. So she's diagnosing his face based on where she saw puffiness in a picture from 2021. Yeah. But now of how he looks today and looked on the red carpet. Oh, oh, well, thank you. What? My article just disappeared in front of my very eyes. Oh, now well, I have to go back to the script. Tom Cruise is mm-hmm. literally listening. Seriously. Yep. Uh, anyway, so then she goes to the Top Gun premiere where she's like, he looks. And by the way, my eyeballs, oh. not trained eyeballs. He looks wholly different. He looks wholly different. And I will tell you, as uh, a plastic surgery expert, not at all, there's some stuff going on. But continue. Yes, but he looks great and fresh-faced. Yeah. She says, I think Tom looked amazing at the Top Gun premiere. He looks fresher. By the way, we're talking about a uh, nurse injector person. I don't know. What do they call it again? Nurse injector person? What's her name? A plastic, plastic, registered aesthetics nurse. That's okay. what it is. Help me remember that. Registered aesthetics nurse, who, ran. Who did not treat yeah. Tom Cruise. Somebody so, who knows some stuff, yeah. but not about Tom Cruise. And she's just like looking at pictures and saying some things. Uh, she did say he may have had Botox or some filler, but his hairline has remained relatively the same, although there was some slight thinning, which 
does suggest he may have had some hair transplants, but his jawline looks more contoured. And that could be the result of skin tightening treatment treatments like Morpheus eight. Are you, are you going on a journey here? Do you see what is going on? She's advertising. Thank you, Bradley Morpheus eight. It's true. That's what it's called. Also one of the, uh, um, What's that movie franchise? Uh, the Matrix? Matrix yeah. spinoff. Yeah, totally. Morpheus 8. Absolutely. Uh, which, by the way, Morpheus 8, for those of you who are wondering, is a microneedling treatment for treatment of yeah, fine lines. and she's doing a commercial wrinkles. right now. Exactly. For her, for her industry. Again. Using Tom Cruise's face. No shame. And I appreciate the thoughts. But I also don't think you needed to be an expert to say all of those things. As the casual observer of, of celebrities in Hollywood... I could have told you the exact same things. Yeah. And so could have Holly and so could you have as well. All of those things. All of those things. Um, what did you want to share about? Oh, him it's just obvious that premiere. like because I was blown away at like uh, for every red carpet, every publicity photo for this film for Top Gun Maverick. He looks amazing. Does not look like any version of Tom Cruise we have seen in recent years, Mm -hmm. which indicates to me that there's a bunch of stuff going on, which, again, no shame in the game because he looks great. It's good. Whoever did the like hair job, like I don't know if it's implants or great hair job. (laughs) You got a great hair job there. (laughs) I don't know if it's implants or like somebody who actually does know Mm -hmm. that uh, field. Would be able to tell us, like, were those just, what do you call that? Like, were they just sew them in? Uh, hold on. It's coming. You know, where they just the thread drawer. the hair in there. Oh, a weave? A weave, yeah. yeah. Something like that, right? Like, yeah. Extensions, that's the word I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. Like, those could just be hair extensions. Maybe, I, I kind of feel like they're not transplants unless he was, like, not visible for, like, a period of time. But if you look at the side-by-side of him now on the mm-hmm. red carpet, and then the hair... Uh, situation he had when he was particularly puffy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to explain that some way. Oh, yeah. Because the hair's thicker. Yeah. It's longer. It's a different quality. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, honestly, all I know is this, and I don't need to know much more. And that's why I'm fascinated by this sort of weird tea leave reading that they're doing on his facial fillers, et cetera. Yeah. All I know is. The Tom Cruise that I saw at the Indian restaurant is not the same Tom Cruise that walked the yeah. red carpet. It is, but it's not the same version exactly. of the same Tom Cruise, I think what you're saying. Exactly. Then you can see another version of Tom Cruise in the latest trailer for the upcoming Mission Impossible movie. Uh-huh. Compare and contrast if we are going to follow the Daily Mail's lead. Yes. Interesting. Okay, now I'm going to So now I have to go look at that because I haven't seen can that. Can I say, the, the thing I appreciate about the work that he's done to get on the red carpet of Top Gun in Cannes is they left like his... Uh, would we call those laugh lines or like the, yeah. the crow's feet like around his eyes like in, in a way that makes it look natural yeah. he looks youthful but natural whereas right. if you look at the previous photo where he looks kind of puffy mm-hmm. like they erased a lot of lines but like again that that's not natural you want to have some like you don't have to have all the lines but somebody does expect that you know that many years in you're going to have a couple yeah see that's the part that's so, so it then, looks natural then, is what I'm listen, saying listen here's where I get on my soapbox Climb on up. My thing about this is what makes me so sad about the inability to just age in Hollywood, because the message that they give each other about we just don't have good examples of of aging from Hollywood. 
Um, we, I would say particularly women, but yes. Oh yeah, but but because mm-hmm. women are not allowed to age. Well, because they lose their jobs. Tom Hanks looks like his age, right? 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 And maybe he has work, right? They, you know, they. Sure. I'm sure everybody has work, but the idea of like what you just said, Bradley, about leaving some lines because we would understand that a person of that age would have some lines in their face. Like that, that is such a very pedestrian thing to say Mm -hmm. for people who live in the world and watch people around them age in normal ways. And I just think in Hollywood, they don't, there is no normal way to age. And so it is perfectly acceptable in Hollywood to get rid of all of your lines and iron your face out entirely smooth. Yes, you look like a person that you don't. The frog people. The frog people. It's true. Yeah. Um, and so I, the thing that the, this is my wish for Hollywood is I do just wish that there that it would we could somehow make it okay for people to just have their faces and get the work you want to have done on it. I'm not saying don't get work done. Listen, like I love I love a little Botox injection uh, every twice in yeah, a while. Absolutely right. But but to to just. Find different ways of just accepting the way it looks natural. Going to make you look your best, not yeah. make you look like someone else. Yeah, yeah, man. So it might just be honestly as easy as he found somebody who does great work, and if that's the case, congrats. And then and I'd then like to know. Please send yeah, their yes. card everywhere. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what are you so well versed in? That you could deliver a 45-minute impromptu seminar on it. What is that thing that you are an absolute expert on that you could teach everybody something about? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.